decisions. That man had to make a decision uh, that ultimately caused the life of his son. And I said, I told Brother Thomas, I don't know what I would, I, I mean, right now I would say, no, I wouldn't be able to do that, you know, to see my own son. But the reality is, uh, that's what the Bible says, like nobody would give their own flesh and blood, but God did. God did. And uh, for God so loved the world. And the Bible says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And uh, nobody would dare, the Bible said nobody would even dare to die for one who uh, didn't love him back, you know. But his hope is that he would gain the whole world to himself. And uh, even if it was just one, he still would die uh, for that one. And thank God that there's more than one, amen. But I want to talk about decisions tonight, uh, decisions uh, of life and decisions for life. Decisions of life and decisions for life. Um, let's go to Joshua chapter 24. Joshua 24. People uh, on that train never even knew what was going on. It was like any other day. And uh, that's how the world is today. They just keep on going on. Not knowing that they don't have to. Somebody died for them. And when I say they don't have to, they don't have to what? Listen, the world is in despair. Nobody, nobody. I tell my kids, I say, how do you feel when you do wrong and nobody knows about it? Why do people turn themselves in for murder? You hear stories, turn themselves in for murder 50 years later. They said their whole life, it just ate them up. They couldn't bear it any longer. They'd rather go to jail, spend the rest of their days in jail than bear it anymore. Why? Nobody knew. Uh, nobody can handle sin. Amen? And uh, that's, listen, you've got to remind yourself, that's how the world feels. You've got to remember, before you were saved, you didn't know what to do with your sin. People either drown themselves in religion or drown themselves in sin. Uh, but none gets you to heaven, Amen? Uh, it's only through the blood of Jesus Christ. Joshua 24, and let's read in uh, verse 1. And Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and called for the elders of Israel and for their heads and for their judges and for their officers, and they presented themselves before God. And Joshua said unto all the people, Thus said the Lord God of Israel. I was, you know, let's stop there for a second. Um, I was reading in Song of Solomon how the Lord, um, when He's on His throne, and when we come before His presence, He smells the smell of spikenard. Spikenard is the aroma of a flower. It's a flower. And a uh, beautiful smelling scent. And that's what He smells when uh, the church comes before Him. Amen? And how, how, how do you smell when you come before God? How do you smell? What kind of aroma do you give off to the Lord? And uh, how do your prayers? How, the Bible says, and they presented themselves before God. When you come before God, how, how, how do you present yourself? How are you? Have you been living for Him? Is it the same old thing? Lord, be merciful unto me. Forgive me. Clean me back up. You know, uh, that's all good. God forgives. Amen. But there's more to move on to now. 
God gave us victory through Christ. And you need to live out that victory. And Joshua said to all the people, Thus said the Lord God of Israel, Your father dwelt on the other side of the flood in old time, even Terah, the father of Abraham, and the father of Nacre, and they served their other gods. And I took your father Abraham from the other side of the flood and led him throughout all the land of Canaan and multiplied his seed and gave him Isaac. And I gave unto Isaac Jacob and Esau, and I gave unto Esau Mount Seir to possess it. Uh, but Jacob and his children went down into Egypt. I sent Moses also and Aaron, and I plagued Egypt according to that which I did among them, and afterward I brought you out. And I brought your fathers uh, out of Egypt, and he came unto the sea, and the Egyptians pursued after your fathers with chariots, horsemen, unto the Red Sea. And when he cried unto the Lord, he put darkness between you and the Egyptians, and brought the sea upon them, and covered them, and your eyes have seen what I have done in Egypt. And ye dwelt in the wilderness a long season. And I brought you into the land of the Amorites, which dwelt on the other side Jordan, and they fought with you, and I gave them into your hand. Uh, that you might possess their land, and I destroyed them uh, from before you. They still had to fight. They weren't just standing there eating hot dogs. They were fighting. Amen? They were fighting, but God delivered them into their hands. And we expect God to just magically take all temptation out of our life. We expect God to just take out all trials out of our life. God will give you the victory, but listen, you got to put up a fight. Uh, if you want to see the enemies conquered in your life, you got to put up a fight. And I brought you in the land of the Amorites, which dwelt on the other side, Jordan, and they fought with you. And I gave them into your hand, verse 8, that ye may possess their land. And I destroyed them from before you. Then Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, arose and warred against Israel and sent and called Balaam, the son of Beor, uh, to curse you. But I would not hearken unto Balaam. Therefore, he pleased you still, so I delivered you, I'm sorry, blessed you still, so I delivered uh, you out of his hand. And ye went over Jordan and came unto Jericho, and the men of Jericho fought against you, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, and I delivered them into your hand. And I sent the hornet before you, which drave them out from before you, even the two kings of the Amorites, but not with thy sword, nor with thy bow. And I have given you a land for which ye did not labor, Cities which ye built not, and ye dwell in them, of the vineyards and olive yards, uh, which ye planted, not do ye eat. Uh, now therefore fear the Lord, and serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose ye this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land he dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for your word. I pray you help us all uh, to make the right decisions, the right choices in life. Thank you for choosing us, O oh God. Uh, Lord, we had no choice in the matter. We were destined to hell. But you interceded, Lord, on our behalf. Thank you for the blood that washes us clean. I pray, Lord, that we would make the right choices in life. Help us, O oh God. Give us grace, wisdom, and strength. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Decisions of life and decisions uh, for life. Here you have the decision of life. Uh, Joshua made a decision. No matter what, he was going to serve the Lord. And if you read um, the life of Moses, there was always this young man that would not leave his side. That was Joshua. Joshua was in the temple uh, when Moses was in there. Joshua would just appear out of nowhere. And the Bible says, and, and, and uh, there was Joshua. 
and there was Joshua, and there was Joshua. He was always there, not knowing that he would be the next leader, but God was rearing him up uh, to be the next leader of, of uh, Israel. And Joshua made those decisions. You say, well, Joshua's making a decision because now he's the leader of Israel. No, Joshua made these decisions long time before this. He said, but as for me and my house, we're going to just serve the Lord. That's what we're going to do. Despite of what everybody else here uh, is doing, we're going to serve the Lord no matter what. Whether who stands with us or not, we're going to serve the Lord. And you have to make the decision what you're going to do because this is going to be your foundation. I'm not talking about salvation tonight. I'm talking about uh, sanctification. I'm talking about serving God in this wicked world today. God will give you the grace. God will give you the resources. You've seen here all that God did. uh, You've seen grace. Grace was them fighting against the enemy, but no matter what, who was going to win? The children of God. No matter what, even though they were fighting some big armies, no matter what, uh, the children of Israel were going to win. Whether it was a hundred to one, a thousand to one, a million, it did not matter. Why? Because God already said, you're going to win. Amen? And we see battles ahead of us. In Christ, we have already won. Amen? That's what grace is all about. You cannot uh, over uh, uh, exhaust God's grace in your life. Amen? You live out God's grace. Uh, you live by grace. You live by faith. Uh, thank God we got saved by grace. Amen? Through faith. And that not of ourselves, it, it was the gift of God the moment we got saved. It was a gift. And so is the same way which we got saved is the same way we live. We live by faith. We live by grace. And the Bible commands us to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, we see here uh, they, they defeated the enemies through grace. We see here the provisions of God, all that God provided. He gave them everything. The Bible says, I will give you the inheritance of the heathen. There are people that walk away from God because the battle's too strong for them. Listen, you're going to win no matter what. You're going to win. The devil attacks. Listen, people get saved and the devil attacks your life. You've already won because God said you won. You say, well, God, I I have to leave God because I have to uh, make my way in this world. God will provide for you. That's what this chapter is about. You've already won the battle. God's going to give you everything you need. Now you have to make the ultimate decision, the decision of your life, what you're going to serve, who you're going to serve. The world is not going to support this decision. Let's go to 1 John. 1 John, that's a couple books before Revelation, before the end. You have John, and then you have 1 John, 2 John, 3 John. Justin, did you get that? John, 1 John is towards the end. <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate Brother Justin, all he does. We were up here praying. I said, we were praying, Lord, I noticed uh, in the Bible, God always reminded the children of Israel um, 
didn't I, crawl, didn't I get you across the Red Sea? I mean, thousands of years later, he's, God's still reminding Israel of that. I said, God, do some great works in this church so that you can remind us of all the great. Give us that field, Lord. Amen. And remind us, didn't I give you that field? Like, yes, you did, Lord. Yes, you did. Amen. Do some great things. Let us see some great and mighty acts of God. Amen. Our God is still alive. First John chapter two, the Bible says, love not the world. Love not the world. Uh, that, listen, when the Bible tells us not to do something, that means we're prone to doing it. We're prone to doing it. That means you've got to fight against this. The Bible says love not the world. That means we love the world. And we need to not love the world. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. you got a choice here. Whether you're going to serve this world or you're going to serve God. God says, listen, you serve me, I will make sure you win all the battles. You serve me, I will provide everything that you need to do that, and more. That's what Joshua said, Joshua 24. we got to disconnect ourselves from the world. This is going to be a decision of your life. Choose ye this day whom you're going to serve. You will not get support in your decision from the world. The world knows nothing of God. The world and the, and, and the Lord are opposites. The world's going to pull you and tempt you and, and try to get you stagnant as a Christian, but God wants to get you moving, amen? Get you fired up for him because he has plans and, and goals for you that he wants you to meet. Decisions, uh, that's a decision of our life is to choose uh, what we're doing with ourselves. If we're going to serve God, listen, serve him. If you're not going to serve God, then you need to choose who you're going to serve. The God or the devil. There's no in-between. Who are you going to serve? God or the devil? Well, I'm going to serve God, but no, there's no buts. It's all or nothing. It's I'm all in, baby. All right? It's God's way or the highway. There's no in-between. And when you serve God, uh, he will bless you. He'll bless your life. Uh, let's look at decisions for life. Second Peter chapter 3. God made a decision. And it was you. God made a decision and it was us. Second Peter chapter 3. The Bible says in 13, verse 13, Second Peter chapter 3. Verse 13, nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found in, uh, of him in peace without spot and blameless. Be diligent. We got to give diligence. Um, when you make a decision to serve God, the devil's not going to be happy with that. The world's going to pull you away. You have to be diligent. Uh, that means 
you're going to feel like um, you gave in to some battles. There's going to be times where you're so weak you can't even fight anymore. There's going to be times where you think you're done. But guess what? You're not. Because in God's eyes, you've already won. You look back on your, you know what, I told God I'm going to serve and live for him, and that's what I'm going to do. It's not this, um, it's not spite of, of who you are, but it's according to who he is. You make that decision, and hell or high water, you keep going. Through thick and thin, you keep going. Uh, through sin or, or, or you're doing good, you keep going. And you see that the battle's won already through Christ. But here's the thing. It's not about giving excuses for our shortcomings because God is our strength. But you have to give a fight still. Uh, they fought. The Bible says their hand claved to the sword, but they won the battle. They were going to win no matter what. But you have to give some diligence. There has to be a backbone about you, uh, uh, some uh, stubbornness, if you will, that I'm not, I'm not budging. Yeah, I messed up, but I'm still going forward. You know, and that's all right, because we're children of the king, and that does not change uh, no matter what happens in our life. You're still a child of God. You're safe tonight. You're still a child of God. And whether you mess up, whether you fall, whether you give up, you're still a child of God. Amen? But you got to be diligent. Uh, be diligent in your faith. Be diligent in your faith. Jude 1 uh, chapter, there's only one chapter, but verse 3, it says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you the common salvation, it was need for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith uh, which was once delivered unto the saints. Walk in faith. Everything that entails our faith, the Word of God, amen? You stay with the Word of God. Uh, the, the Bible says, and they fought. They battled against the army, and they fought so much that their hand claved to the sword. What's our sword? The sword is the word of God. I mean, they, they, their hand didn't cleave to the, uh, the, their iPhones or the Internet. or anything. Listen, the word of God. I mean, You've got to get in the word of God. Uh, this is our life source. The word of God is our water. Amen? Uh, it's the, wa- the water of the Word of God. It replenishes you when you're dehydrated. It strengthens you. Uh, when you're thirsty and dry, uh, the Word of God will quench that thirst. It'll keep you. The Bible says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. Uh, thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Amen? The Word of God is what we need earnestly contend. Be diligent about the Word of God. Be diligent about your faith. Uh, Be diligent about praying. Our prayer lives, I know, our devotional lives, it goes up and down, doesn't it? Sometimes you're doing good. Man, I'm reading my Bible. And you think you're going to do it forever like that. And I don't want to bust your bubble, but you're not. Uh, But the whole point is, is, uh, and I'll I'll say, listen, you keep going. You keep that Bible reading up and you're going to do good. Amen. Uh, But that is not the definition of a Christian. As I know how we are, it's going to be like this. You got your ups, then you got your downs. You're going to have the best prayer life, and then it's going to go like this. But you know what? You get it back up and go. Amen? You're going to stop handing out tracts and witnessing and telling people about Christ, but you know what? It's going to go like this. You get back going again. Why? Because that's your diligence. Be diligent. You say, but it's already down. Be diligent about getting it back up. Amen? Without a down, without an up, you can't have a down. Amen? 
A flat line is a dead Christian. It means you got no heartbeat. Our heartbeat is like this. But the God on the mountain is still the God in the valley. Amen. And he will never leave you or forsake you. If you want uh, consistency, you're going to have to find that in Christ. If you want someone who's never going to change, you're going to have to find that in Christ. Amen. Because we're not that kind of people. We always will change. Uh, We always will be inconsistent and we will be unfaithful. Amen. But those who depend on him will take on the attributes of Christ and you'll, you'll have the strength to get back up. Be diligent about your faith. Uh, faith. Uh, the Bible says in 2 Peter, let's look in 17. Let's read 16. And also, 2 Peter 3, 16, as also in all his epistles, speaking in, in them of these things in which are some things hard to be understood. There's some things hard to understand in the word of God. That is true. Um, Not impossible, but hard, because God's going to, as you keep reading the word of God, he'll explain them to you. Which they that are unlearned and unstable rest. You know what that word rest means? It means twist. They twist the scriptures as they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. You don't understand the word of God. The problem is not the word of God. The problem is with you. And if you're not walking with the Lord, you're going to wind up twisting it. Uh, because you want it to fit in your own uh, category, and it's towards your own destruction. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware lest also being led away with the error of the wicked fall from your own steadfastness. But grow in grace and in knowledge of our Lord Jesus, uh, our Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. The Bible says, being led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness. Uh, we need to be steadfast. Amen? Steadfast. That St- means established, strengthened, alert, planted in every area. You're steadfast. Steadfast. Aware of all your surroundings. Steadfast. Unmovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 15. And I'm going to close. 1 Corinthians 15. I had a couple more. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58. The Bible says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. You need to be steadfast. Be steadfast in your decisions that you make. Number one, make life decisions that will only force you to do more for God. We have hard enough time making decisions. Um, We have hard enough time to be faithful to God. We have hard enough time making the right decisions. So why make any decision that's going to make it harder for you to serve God? In the simple decisions. Your life decisions. Um, I'm t- Pastor, I'm, I know God's called me to this church to be faithful here, um, but I'm looking at a house. I'm going buying it in uh, two hours away, but I'm going to come every service still. Listen, you better pray about that, all right? Pray about what's going on here, all right? Is God calling you out? Is God moving you? Or is this something you're doing Don't make decisions that are going to take you out of serving God. 
all your decisions should be based off of your decision, your life decision to serve God. Everything. Choose you this day whom you're going to serve. And I promise you, I promise you, you'll be blessed. Uh, For instance, we don't go on a vacation. We don't say, okay, bye, we're leaving for two weeks. Everything revolves around church for us. Well, you're the pastor. That's how it's always been. Before, I was, before we started this church, we would go away on a vacation. We would, we would make sure we're here on Sunday. Uh, if, if we were gone on a Wednesday, we, we would already have a church. I would pick a vacation spot where there was a good church there already. Why? Because I know we need to be in church. What kind of church is around there? You know what, Jesse, there's no good church around there. Why don't we try to find another spot? What do you do? You're saying that it's all about church? No, it's all about God. Amen. He, I know he wants me in church, so I'm going to be there. And why would I make a decision? Because I want that, but it's going to take me away from God's will. I'm probably making a bad decision. Then. We have problems making bad decisions. But if you put God first and your service for God first, I promise you, your decisions will be good. If everything you, the decisions you make revolve around serving God, your decisions, you're going to see. Now, if you're this person that makes every decision perfectly fine and never regrets making any bad decision or any decision at all, then you can shut your ears like this. But if you made plenty of bad decisions already in your life, I promise you this. If you revolve your life around uh, serving God, you're going to find your decisions are going to be a lot better. Amen? Amen? Decisions, uh, life decisions, making life decisions. I want you to read when you get a chance, uh, Psalm chapter one, read it, uh, read how, what God promises there. Psalm chapter one. Remember Jonah, Jonah's decision. Was Jonah making the wrong decision by getting on that ship? He was running from God. Look what the trouble he got in. He got swallowed by a whale. Amen. Now, I don't want any of us getting swallowed by whales. Amen. But we have enough things going after us already. We don't need to add more trouble to ourselves by making bad decisions. God, the Bible says, the steps of a good man, Psalm 37, are ordered by the Lord. You try to step off those stepping stones, you're going to find trouble. You're going to get eaten up by wolves. You've got to align the, de- uh, the devil um, after you. You've got enough problems. You've got your flesh. You've got the world. We have too many things attacking us all at one time, and we can't afford to be making bad decisions. Put Christ first, and I promise you, in your decision-making, your decisions will be a lot better. Don't sell out to the world. Don't sell out to the world. Uh, The love of the Father will not be in you. You'll lose the love of God. You'll lose your love for God. It'll grow cold. We're not natural love makers, amen? In us bears hatred. Why is there so much hatred in this world? Well, duh, that's what we produce, Love is of God. We're trying to make a, an unholy uh, world that does not believe in God, trying to make them love. It's not going to happen. This world, us, are natural producers of hate, not love. There is no love in us at all. All love stems from the Father. Amen? And thank God that he loves us, despite of who we are. Amen. And we need to love others. But don't sell out for this world. 
Uh, stand for God. Remember, he, he stands for you. This world is like a house on fire. Remember that. This world is like a house on fire. Would you, would you tell your kids it's okay to, to be in there? Would you invest in it, in a house that's burning down? Pastor, I want to buy that house right there. It's on fire. Well, I just want to give my life to buy that house. That's, that's my goal. It's that house right there. It's on fire. What's wrong with you? Pastor, I can't come to church because I'm painting this house. Girl, it's on fire. <laughs> this world, listen, you give your, your, your life to this world, it's on fire. It's burning down. This world is like a house on fire. Amen. We are in it, but we're not of it. We've been freed from this world. You need to, you need to have eyes that are looking down from above and, and seeing the mess and chaos this world's in. And don't give yourself, uh, give yourself as least as possible to the things of this world. Amen. Uh, your time, give it to God first. Your talents, give it to God first. Your treasure, give it to God first. That's what tithing is. Time, talents, and treasures. And I promise you, God will help you in your decision-making for him. Make your decisions, um, we're going to close, make your decisions of life with God. Make your decisions of life with God. You know, we have a personal God. Um, he's not the God that just winded up the universe and left us hanging. He's active with us. He dwells in our hearts, the Bible says. 1 Corinthians 3, 9 um, we're going to close. The Bible says, for we are laborers together with God. God labors with you. God labors with you. Make your decisions with God. You need to pray about God. Talk to God about it. In everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Why? Because God's with you. You have God with you. You don't have to be alone. Why, why are you struggling with depression? You got God with you. Get in your Bible. Get in your Bible. Why are you struggling with anxiety? Get in your Bible. Why are you struggling that you're alone? Get in your Bible. Listen, spend time with God. Let God beg God. Plead with God. God, give me something greater. Let me go down to my grave uh, going out in a victory for you. Make your decisions of life with God. The Bible says, we're going to close the last verse, Philippians 4.13. We all know this verse. Philippians 4.13, or do you know it? I can do all things through Christ. Your key word there is which. You say, what? I can do all things through Christ. Which strengthens, not who strengthens me, which strengthens me. What's that mean? I can do all things through Christ, not around him. Not behind his back. You're going to go through him. I can do all things through. You're making your decisions through Christ. You're, you're laboring through him. You're living through Christ. You're living out the word of God in your life. You're uh, conducting yourself through Christ. And that process of doing that strengthens you. I can do all things through Christ. Who strengthens me? No. I can do all those things through Christ. And when I do that, it strengthens me. Amen. 
Amen? You conduct yourself, you make your decisions through the Lord Jesus Christ, not behind his back, not without prayer, not around him. Oh, this is simple. I can do without God. No. Do it through him. Why would you want to make some weak decisions in your life? Why would you want to be a weak person? Get strengthened. Get strengthened. You're going to need all the strength you can get to live uh, for Christ. He labors with you. And when you labor with him, he strengthens you. Amen. Amen? You'll get strengthened. You've already won the battle. God already said it. I'm still fighting. I can't do it. Just go like this. Lord, just stop fighting. I'm done, Lord. God says you already won. Hands up. You can't defeat me. I've already won. God promised everything you need, provisions and all. I'm so worried. I'm so worried about tomorrow. Worrying about tomorrow, you constantly miss out on everything good today. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Tomorrow never comes. It's always today. Amen? Take no thought for tomorrow. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Matthew 6. To make the right decisions from now on in your life, you got to choose first where, what direction you're headed. Choose him. I promise you, you're going to be blessed and you've already won. You make that decision, you're going to be diligent about that decision, steadfast. That means through the ups and downs. And last of all, run it through Christ. He labors with you. Make every decision. Lord, help me with this. Base it on serving God. The devil's always going to try to take you out. He's going to put the carrot in front of your nose if you're a donkey. If you're from Philly, he's going to put like a, some fried, something fried in there, amen, whatever it is, uh, to try to draw you away. Hey, I got the biggest job opportunity for you. I need you to work every Sunday. No, thank you. I'm putting my God first. Amen. Amen. Hey, I got the biggest opportunity for you. Now, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen. I'm not going to take my children to a house that's on fire. Right. I'm not going to live my life in a house that's on fire. I'm freed, baby. I'm living it for Christ. Let's pray. Father, Lord, we come before you. We pray you help us all, Lord. This this takes sincerity. Uh, Lord, we need your truth. Uh, Lord, we, need, we all need this right now. We need to make life decisions always, Father. And too often we make the wrong decisions, Lord. And Lord, it's always going to be a wrong decision if it's not your will. And I pray, oh God, you'll give us grace and wisdom to make the right decisions from here on out. Lord, and we know that if, if we base it off your will, uh, Lord, we put our lives... Uh, before you and put you first, Lord, you're going to work it out and you're going to bless it and you're going to uh, give us strength uh, to defeat the enemy before us. And Lord, we've already won, but uh, Lord, through your name, I pray, oh God, you'll, you'll give grace and strength to everybody here, Lord. Help us all to make the right choices in life, the right decisions. Thank you, Lord, for deciding um, that you were going to choose us. Lord, thank you. Thank you for choosing us, Lord. You didn't have to, but thank you for that. And I pray now, Lord, that uh, we'll choose you.
Lord, it's the least we could do. Beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Lord, I come before you now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's all stand. If God spoke to your heart, One twenty-four. set my soul fire. If God spoke to your heart, you need to make life decisions. Which decision? How, Lord, how can, I, how can I make these important decisions of life? You need God's wisdom. You need God's grace. You need God's help. Set my soul afire. 124. Set my soul afire, Lord, for thy holy word. Burn it deep within me. Let your voice be heard. Millions grope in darkness in this day and hour. I will be your witness. Fill me with thy power. Set my soul afire, Lord. Set my soul afire. Make my life a witness of thy saving power. Millions grope in darkness, waiting for thy word. Set my soul afire, Lord. Set my soul afire. Verse 2, 124. Set my soul afire, Lord, for the lost in sin. Give to me a passion as I seek to win. Help me not to falter. Never let me fail. Fill me with thy spirit. Let thy will prevail. Set my soul afire, Lord. Set my soul afire. Make my life a witness. Of thy saving power, millions grope in darkness, waiting for thy word. Set my soul afire, Lord, set my soul afire. On the last, set my soul afire, Lord. In my daily life, far too long, far too long I've wandered in this day of strife. Nothing else will matter but to live for Thee. I will be Your witness as You live in me. Set my soul afire, Lord, 
set my soul afire. Make my life a witness of thy saving power. Millions grope in darkness, waiting for thy word. Set my soul afire, Lord. Set my soul afire. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I'm going to be praying for you. We have food downstairs tonight, man. Brother Lou, uh, he has a prayer for his mother. She's driving, you said? Yes. Amen. Safety? Yes. We're taking us all down to the wedding. Oh, the wedding. Okay. Amen. There's a lot of us have vision problems and different health issues, but we can't do a lot of driving. So she's doing it. And I should be kind of a little nervous. I mean, she's very... And what's her name again? My mom. Yeah. Mary. Mary, that's right. Okay. Amen. 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 All right. I'll be praying. Let's pray now and uh, pray the Lord bless the food. Amen. Also, uh, Lord, I do pray, Lord, lift up uh, as they go down for the wedding, Lord. Um, I pray you bless that wedding. And Lord, marriage is honorable, the Bible says, in the bed undefiled. Um, Lord, but whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. And Lord, thank you for uh, Matthew making a decision to get married and yeah, coming to pass. I pray you'll bless that wedding, Lord, and make it honorable to you. I pray you bless the family. I pray for uh, Mary, Lord, as uh, she drives. Lord, give everybody safety as they drive down there, I pray. And we thank you for um, Lou, Lord, and Eileen. Thank you for the whole family, Lord, being here. And I pray you bless them, Lord. Bless the wedding. Lord, I pray you bless the fellowship tonight, Lord, the food. Thank you for everybody who... Uh, just prepared and, and cooked and all that. I pray that you just bless them, Lord, as they served you and uh, bless their hands, Lord. Thank you for providing for this church all the ways you have, and thank you for just bringing us together, Lord. And uh, Lord, we, where would we be on a Wednesday night, Lord, if we weren't here in church? We'd be just sitting at home, and uh, Lord, we have the brothers and sisters in Christ all together, the sweet fellowship, the love, the peace, and uh, Lord, thank you for all that. I pray you give us a great time of fellowship tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, let's enjoy.